1: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
0: Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. With Alex Ferrario I'm Brandon Kylie. it is BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN very excited for this going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line one of the greatest general managers in the history of sports frankly but certainly in the history of baseball he is the hall of fame general manager that built the 90s Braves and my beloved 1985 Kansas City Royals he is John Sherholds joining us here on the show John thank you so much for the time today how are you doing my
2: friend I'm doing great. Um feeling good that we finally uh, got our signals together and uh, we're we're going to talk about some baseball.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're thrilled to be able to have you on the show today. So I, I think the number one question that I would have for you is, I mean, you look back to the success that the 90s Braves had and everybody always goes back to Clavin, Maddox, Smoltz. I am curious when, when you look at building a team around guys like that, what was your philosophy as a general manager of supplementing that with hitting talent as well? Because as you can see that the Cardinals are kind of building around pitching and defense as well. What's the philosophy as a general manager when you have such a great staff of making sure that you're also able to get those position players
2: in place as well? Well, uh, the philosophy of most every successful general manager in the history of the game has been recognizing the value and the importance of Defense up the middle, good starting pitching, some relief pitchers that can close out games and, and, and not waste your other arms in the bullpen. Uh, athletic people that can run, uh, can play defense, can handle the bat, can turn double plays, can make all of the difficult plays when they need to. Uh, so structuring a team... Requires you. You always tell build up the middle. You have a catcher, shortstop, second base, center field, and then also in the up that center line are, is the pitching mound. And if you don't have those quality guys that you just named, several of them, Matt, Maddox, Glavin, Swaltz, and I can go back to the Baltimore Orioles when we had we had the in, in my first year in 1966 with the Orioles, uh, Dobson, Cuellar, McNally, those arms like that, and and we won we won the World Series. Uh, and that's the way you build. And and if you're fortunate to have good health and guys that are really great competitive spirits and winners at heart, you're going to win more than you're going to lose. And if you win more often by a wide margin, you get in the World Series.
1: John, I'm curious. When you look around general managers or president of baseball operations in the game today, who do you view as, as superb at their job right now in terms of just managing the roster and putting together the best of of available players that they can?
2: Well, uh, I'm a little biased. Uh, uh, I've I've had the opportunity now recently to work with Alex Anthopoulos, our new general manager of of three years with the Braves, and he's done a remarkable job uh, and and continues to do uh, good work in, in building the initial roster and supplementing it along the way when it's required And as well, my, my dear friend, Dayton Moore, who was uh, an assistant with me in in Atlanta um, old college coach in the Virginia area. We hired him as a scout. We brought him into the front office and it didn't take long for me as then the general manager to say, this guy's bright. This guy knows the game. This guy treats people with, with uh, perfect uh, approach. Uh, He loves scouting. He loves development. So, Dayton Moore and Alex Anthopoulos right now. I don't know many of the other guys because uh, a lot of the general managers that were play, that were working when I was working are no longer working. So those two guys, I'd say for sure.
0: I'm curious, you know, it, as you look at what the job was for you in the 90s and dating all the way back to your start in the in the big leagues, how much has the role of a general manager changed from when you started to what you have seen the job being today?
2: I don't know that the role of the general manager, because the title itself says what it is. You generally manage everything about the baseball operations of, of, of your company. Um, and and to do that, you have to be a good communicator. You have to have good leadership speak. You have to be someone that people trust uh, and admire and, and will listen to. Um, and and uh, what has changed is the emphasis away from eyeball scouting guys in the stands with cigars in their mouths and sunglasses on and baseball caps, looking, looking at the players playing the game in high school and junior colleges and Latin America and all around the world and making judgments, human judgments about whether or not they think this is the kind of person they want to add to our organization and to our major league team. Now there's a, there's a saber metrics and, 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 and all of the data that's being utilized. And in fact, there are are probably equally as number of clubs that use the data entirely and don't give much as much um, consideration and value added that the scouts and the stands do. And, and the, uh, and the information that they have talking about the player's makeup, talking about the player's competitive spirit, talking about their winning hearts and all those things that are equally as important as those stats. I think the combination of those two elements now make it very, very uh, good for the general managers to get the right decisions more often than not.
0: What about the relationship between the GM and the manager? Because, I mean, you, you had a great one with Bobby Cox, and we saw here in St. Louis the relationship that, for example, Tony La Russa had with management, and he certainly had an outsized say And now it seems like that has changed in certainly recent years with so many younger managers coming into the game. What was your relationship like with Bobby Cox? And how do you think that GM-manager relationship has changed
2: today, if at all? Well, Bobby and I had a wonderful relationship. It it started fast. We had uh, mutual admiration for each other. Uh, When Bobby, before he became uh, manager of the Braves, he served as five years as general manager for the Blue Jays, and in that role, and I was in the general manager's role myself. We had a chance to be together and go to meetings and talk and get to know each other. And when I was invited to join the Braves as general manager, and and Bobby was uh, coming out of that general manager's role, I said, "I'll I'll take the job if Bobby Cox remains as manager or takes the job in, in, in the in the dugout as manager." And we'll and we'll uh, we'll get something done, and we got something done.
1: John, I think a lot of baseball fans are are envious of that '90s Braves team, especially that rotation of just Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer. From a general manager's perspective, would that kind of construction of a roster, when it comes to a pitching rotation, would that even be possible in today's game?
2: Well, uh, I think it is. I mean, there's a lot more money in the game today. Uh, there's a lot more money that players are making, a lot more money that organizations are spending and if you spend it uh, on the right elements of your team uh, and again, go back to the quality of the individual you're getting and not only the, the position they have but how how much they care about winning, what kind of teammates they are all the things I said before uh, if you spend it that way uh, and and don't make too many mistakes, we're all going to make mistakes from time to time, but you have to limit those, those big, big mistakes. And if you do, yeah. to run the right yeah. are in, in partnership as Bobby and I were for that, those 17 years, we were together running the Braves. Um, you're going to have success. People in the uniform that represents your team and your community and your city, respect those kind of partnerships that work well together and bring success.
0: One thing that I respected so much about those 90s Braves teams, and by the way, we're talking to Hall of Fame general manager John Sherholt here on 101 ESPN, was your ability and willingness to compete every single season. And that's something that the Cardinals have tried to accomplish, really dating back to the start of the Build to Win ownership group. But have you seen, I, I would be curious for your perspective on this, you, we've seen now kind of, teams that have gone into this tank mode where they they will go through a period of three to five years where they're terrible and then they're able to build it up and then you go back on the downslide what is it that makes it so difficult about building that sustained winner how how do teams do that in your opinion john and do you think that that is a sustainable way of going about it and winning world series now in 2021
2: I think I think the responsibility of the general manager is to surround himself with the most talented people uh, in the business, people who can evaluate talent, evaluate high school talent, collegiate talent, Latin American talent, uh, professional talent, and give you that kind of input. And if they continue to serve up the right information and you use it and you succeed with it, you're going to continue to keep those folks around you from uh, hell or high water because they're getting the job done for you and you, you may get the credit as a general manager or discredit on, on occasion, but uh, you, you put those people together, you, you create a team, you communicate with them, you have leadership speak with them and they understand it and they thrive on it. I, it happened in, throughout my career. It, they, they they respect people who know what they know uh, and, and will do get the job done and will continue to work. Now, you don't ever, I, I don't, I've i never been with a club where, as a general manager, where I've said, you know what, we're going to take a couple of years off because we're not very good. No, we try to make the best out of what we have and, and, and uh, inspire the people, uh, get some talent to make it better so that we don't fall in the, in the morass of, of not worrying about winning or not caring about winning is the perspective that the public or the media may have.
1: John, I want to go back to something you talked about a little bit ago when it comes to individual talent and just the character on a roster. And one guy that I know you're probably very familiar with is Adam Wainwright, who returned to the Cardinals this season. How important is a guy like that who who has been in the league for such a long time, who has been around for so much, but is also an integral part of that rotation for an upcoming season where they want to compete?
2: Uh, I know Adam Wainwright quite well. Uh, We drafted him. As a, as, a, as a young kid in Sea Island, Georgia, uh, we had high hopes for him. But at the same time, Gary Sheffield left our major league club to become a free agent, and we didn't have a right fielder, RBI-producing guy. So uh, we knew we had, to, we had to make a trade, and we had to give up some good talent. And Adam Wainwright had to be a part of that package with the Cardinals, and they, they'd select it wisely. Uh, And we knew what Adam, we believed what Adam had the opportunity to become in in, in full maturity, and he's done that, and he's a leader and all of that. Um, Yeah, sure, it's tough to do that. It's tough to do it. But if you're trying to win, as we were, we didn't have a right fielder because Sheffield left. I I, I made a trade for J.D. Drew. And J.D. Drew had a heck of a year for us that year and, and played so well that we managed to get into the playoffs yet another time. We didn't get to the World Series, but we kept a winning spirit We kept a winning spirit in our clubhouse, and we put uh, on notice to our fans that we care. And we're going to continue to work at this thing and try to get back to the World Series and do the best we can. And I think the fans resonate with that, and I think the media does, and I think the people who care about baseball understand that.
0: John Sherald's joining us here on one one ESPN for just another couple of minutes. John, when you look back on what whether you were scouting or talking to a young Adam Wainwright, what do you remember about him as as a young guy? I mean, we see him now. He's getting up close to forty and he's still doing his thing, but what do you remember about a young Adam Wainwright as you were scouting him?
2: Well, um I can remember when we made the deal with the Cardinals. I'll just go back to that scenario. We're in the in the Winter meetings, and I call our group together, but seven, eight guys, Bobby Cox is involved, I'm involved, other scouts are involved, and we talk about uh, the Cardinals won't make this deal unless we include Adam Wainwright in it. And so I went around the table and asked every one of the individuals their uh, opinion of whether we should include or not include Wainwright. All but one person said, we have to do it. We need to get an outfielder. We, we need to, we need to, we need to find room to, to get that money to put in the in, in right field. O- only one person said, don't, don't trade Adam Wainwright. And he was right. He was right. But we, we did it. And, and the Cardinals were right. And, but we did all right uh, as an organization, having success continually. And uh, I'm proud of that. And proud of the guys and the work they did. And, And like Bobby Cox's and the scouts and all of that, it was a, it was a great run. And I'm, I'm thrilled every time I think back about it. Do you
0: remember who said, don't do it? Roy Clark. That's
2: amazing. That's an, uh, it's an amazing story.
0: And what, do you remember what his explanation was? Was there something that came to mind where he said, no, you can't do it because this.
2: No, he said, boss, don't trade this guy. And when a scout says that to you, who's been as successful as Roy was, um, and now he's with the Kansas City Royals. They didn't hire and and uh, you, you you respect it. But you got six other guys in the room that you know the majority rules. It's an amazing story. That's incredible. It was a great. Ter- it, was, it was a great. It was a great deal for the Cardinals, and a, and a great deal for Adam Wainwright. And we got what well, we needed to get to the playoffs another year, which is I thought our responsibility was to our fans and our community.
0: John, final question that I've got for you: What's your? Is there a move, a signing, a trade, when you look back at your Hall of Fame general manager career, that immediately comes to mind where you are like, you know what, that was that was the best move, the the most significant move that I made well, in my general manager career?
2: I'd, I'd say two of them. Uh, one was the signing of a free agent named Greg Maddox. Good uh, one. <laughs> was it was about ready to sign with the Yankees, and and we we heard that he didn't come to an agreement with the Yankees, and we got on the phone right away when we were in Louisville, Kentucky at the time, actually, in the winter meetings, and uh, and we we got engaged with his agent Scott Boris. Uh, uh, we convinced them, and we didn't convince him as much as Maddox convinced Boris that that's where he wanted to be with the Braves. That's this is where I want to be. These guys have got something going, and I want to join it. So when we got Maddox that was one and the other one was a in-season in trade for Fred McGriff. We didn't have we didn't have a fourth place hitter. Everybody on our team uh, David Justice, Ronnie Ryan Cusco, uh, Javi Lopez, they were all trying to be fourth place hitters. And they could and when we get absolutely clicked and they continued to click through many many years. Do you think Fred McGriff should be a Hall of Famer? I do. I do. And I think in time he will be. Um, uh, He's such a a mild-mannered and quiet human being, even though he's a delightful human being. Uh, I think he will. I think he should. And and I don't have a vote, but I I hope that he does get recognized and, and becomes a Hall of Famer.
0: He's John Sherholtz, one of the greatest general managers in the history of sports for my money and a Hall of Fame general manager for Major League Baseball. John, this has been an absolute pleasure to be able to speak with you today. Thanks so much for giving us some time. Hopefully, we'll talk with you again soon, my friend.
2: Yeah, let's do it again. Enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Absolutely. That is John okay.
0: Sherholtz joining us here on 101 ESPN. Hi. Close your eyes. It's time to discover what starting and growing your own business feels like. Whether your business is bedsheets, or skincare, or jewelry, Shopify is with you every step of the way. Now, open your eyes. Feel ready to start and grow your business. With Shopify, you'll get the tools you need to nurture your growing business and feel the same satisfaction as listening to this ad. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Simply start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. Start selling online today.
1: Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com free22. shopify.com free22.